0: How wonderful is she? How she wonderful is she?
1: I mean, if you're ever like, you know, wrongfully imprisoned, you want to have that lady on your side, right? What she's done for all of them is just absolutely phenomenal. So, oh, just
0: terrific. No, for sure. It really
1: is. Yeah.
0: And they are lucky, whether they realize it or not, they are lucky that she yes. came around. Because without somebody like Granny, who's spending their time to do this, um, how are we going to know? especially when there's um, a ban or a perceived ban yeah. and nobody's talking about it. How are we going to get this information out? Yes. Um, so thank you for having her on your show and being brave enough to, to talk to her about what the ban really yeah. is and, and know that you can go ahead and, and talk That about was it.
1: easy. Yeah. There's no there's no bravery involved. You know, like you, you're just a person who's um, wanting to highlight what's going wrong in Canada. And right there, that situation, that is going very, very wrong and and – I think that they know it. I mean, the people that actually, you know, the guards and and stuff like that, they've been pretty good to the guys. I did ask them Mm -hmm. how they're being treated. And they do feel that that is, is at least the two that I talked to, they felt that, that people even understand that this is a pretty delicate and wrongful situation.
0: Yeah. And all four of them actually said that. So when they went in there, it was a little bit rougher. So the guards were told they were white supremacists and to expect the worst. And then the guards were guarded. And then over time, as they actually got to know them and talk to them and see them. And for example, there's one story where they were trying to get them to fight and put them into a room and absolutely no fight happened. Um, I think it was Jerry who had to witness a fight and witness some attack, but he didn't participate. And I guess over time, if they're not acting like violent criminals, the guards of all people will see that. And yeah, yeah I've, I've heard stories. A lot of the guards are changing, but there are some stories about a couple of guards who are still certain that they were a terrorist. Um, so some of them are a little bit more believing the narrative than the others, but yeah. you're hundred percent right. And we got a weird story a couple times. Um, a, a prisoner would be not a prisoner because it's not prison yet, but they, um, someone who was charged would be uh, let go. So a rough guy would come in, he'd be let go, and then he would come back and then say, whoa, why are you guys still here? I Call my lawyer, $5,000 will get you out. No, not these guys. Uh, (laughs) There's nothing normal about these four guys. Uh, And even, you know, the bad guys out there are like, ooh, this isn't right. (laughs) This is not how this normally works. Um, so yeah, I think that speaks volumes when guards and inmates are also confused on what's going on with these four men.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Now, when you talk to them, did you talk to the, the solitary confinement and how they're dealing with that?
1: Uh, yeah, when I talked to them, I did. And, um, one of, one of them did indicate that, I don't know if it was the warden or somebody pretty high up had said, you know, we were all kind of concerned about you when you came in, but it's kind of proven to be like, you're just nice, regular guys. And, um, you know, uh, Chris has been like having like Bible studies all the time. Yeah, Chris Garbert. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. and He might become uh, a
0: pastor. He's looking into that.
1: Right. That's awesome. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. not exactly uh standard, um, terrorist acts, you know, uh, even terrorists. I, I mean, they don't want to pretend to be, even to, to try to get off on something, you know, they're not going to do Bible studies for days on end till it's the longest no. running Bible study of all time. Right. Maybe they'll try that for three days or something and then they'll, you know, they'll, their cover will be blown cause they can't, you know, hold it up or whatever. Right. But, um, so they, um, uh, I, I was always encouraged like Tony as well, like nicest guy, you probably talked to him too. Oh Jason, yeah. Have you? Yeah. And, um, these guys are just fantastic. Like they're, they almost don't want you to, you know, they want to make sure, you know, that they're okay and Mm -hmm. uh, not to, you know, feel sorry for them or anything, but yeah, there is really tough days actually, when it feels like when exactly will this end? Like, no, they thought they'd be out in two to three days and even the next day. And then they're still there 500 days later. Um, this is ridiculous. So unbelievable. Like I, I, that's why I feel that we've lost our way in Canada and that we're seized. Um, the judicial system is done. The political system is done. The education system, like we have a very big problem. Most people don't realize we have this problem and they think that somehow we can, um, you know, I don't know, latte our way out of it and just keep doing what we've always done. No, something's very, very wrong. You can't say that a man can't be a woman without getting in trouble. Um, I just had my um, my show today and a, a fellow came on from the Christian Heritage Party and he was saying that they just wanted to put up on a bus stop, um, you know, woman, a biological female, and um, and they're not allowed to put this kind of ad up in a bus stop like they're gonna pay like everyone else well you could probably put up in a bus stop people Mm -hmm. with their pink and purple hair um talking about their you know gender queer um persona and that would probably be an acceptable thing to put up in a in a bus stop but in canada if you want to say the scientific reality that a man uh, is a man and a woman is a woman and that's based on biology, then apparently you're not, a, they're they're not going to let you put an ad up saying right. that. So it's really serious. And then there's also this situation with Art Lucier, And so he's a pastor from Kelowna area and he does these, these big conferences where whenever he goes, you know, a couple thousand people show up and they have church, right. He goes to hmm. Saskatchewan or uh, Manitoba, so he went to do one in Quebec and he rented the venue and he put his money down. And then the venue, as soon as they got posters out, the venue was called uh, by the government and told that they were not permitted to rent to them. So the government said, you may not rent a public facility because you are pro-life. So,
0: But how does the government have any right there? Are they <laughs> I, threatening with a fine? Like I which do statute does know. give them that power?
1: I and do not department's know calling? how you get to... Put down, millions and millions of Canadians are actually pro-life. It might be to different degrees, but most people who are even pro-life do not believe that you should abort a late-term child or that you should have sex selection, abortion. Uh, The majority of Canadians fall on the line of the protection of life. And there's a, a good chunk that think that that's right at conception, such as myself. But many, many more people than that, um, because I remember talking to somebody who was uh, pro-choice and they didn't like, they were in the PPC. So okay. I'm running as a candidate and I'm putting forward my bill to um, to end late-term abortion. And they, you know, they, they were mad that I was, you know, bringing this issue up. And I said, well, do you think it's okay to uh, abort a baby at six months? They said, well, of course not. Right. And... And then I said, well, then aren't we kind of on the same page about this? Correct. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, we are. And what it highlighted was that most people don't know that, that Canada doesn't even have a law to protect one child. Correct. We have no laws at all for this. Yeah.
0: Yep. And that's why gender selection is one of the things that are happening. People are selecting abortion based on gender. Yeah. People don't know that. Like when I, when I bring it to their attention, uh, about 80% of people know that Canadians can abort all the way to late term, but 20% had no clue. And basically 40% had no clue that gender selection was one of the reasons it was being done. They're appalled by that one. When they find out.
1: That it, it is shocking. I mean, just such disregard for an incredible life. Like just think of it. Um, Celine Dion could have been aborted, right? Like, Uh, incredible leaders Um, you know Justin Trudeau could have been aborted Um, Pierre Polyev shockingly could have very most certainly been aborted because he was adopted so obviously he his mom got pregnant under some difficult circumstances and she chose to have him Mm -hmm. and yet Pierre Polyev is proving to be a very sad Uh, and sorry coward with respect to the preservation of life even though that's a conservative value and has traditionally always been Stephen Harper at least purported somewhat to be pro-life but I also had Rob Anders on today and he said he never really saw it he didn't see it in his actions Mm -hmm. and even in his speech that he would not really declare himself pro-life but in my circles i remember when stephen harper was becoming the guy that we should vote for that that was all the buzz oh he's pro-life he's pro-life vote for him vote for him and so it's interesting that you know canada has become a place where we just simply do not seem to be able to talk about the protection of life we could talk about not harming small baby seals um right you know and people be outraged that anything like that would happen but if you want to discuss how how you literally rip apart a fetus uh and uh pull pull that baby limb by limb out outside of the womb well then then somehow you're the hideous person for bringing that that's... up you know and i i just think that we've lost our soul and like do you hear yourself that's what i've said to people do you hear yourself how upset you are that people want to just simply protect little tiny human beings and And it's it's shocking.
0: And then once they're born, so we had laws in here for a while, because culturally there was a thing called gender mutilation. There was Mm -hmm. certain cultures that would cause, you know, they would do a snip for young ladies or or girls. And, uh, we have a law against that we say, you can't do that here in Canada. Yeah. except we passed c4 unanimously and c4 bill c4 is exactly that it allows people to go through gender transition and have no counseling back to birth gender it's against the law It's part of the conversion therapy they call it and we had a unanimous support on that all conservatives all, everybody was on that one and that is gender mutilation of children if you allow a child to go ahead and have body surgery of any type So what's going on here? Like, why is it not okay if it's a religious based cultural thing, but it's totally okay if it's a child's choice. What's what's going on here?
1: Oh, it's a very dark world actually, uh, that we've come to. It's a very, very dark world. We played a clip of Glenn Beck today, uh, on how Fox news matches your donations to, first of all, Planned Parenthood, and then another organization that is pro-gender transitioning of minors, and then Fox News also matches your donations if you donate to the uh, satanic um, church, or whatever it is, and so these people say, they just want to be clear, um, they don't worship Satan, they are just Satanists. I don't know what that means. What's the
0: difference? <laughs> uh, let's know. split that hair. What's the difference then? I don't know. I don't, I don't, <laughs> we're yeah. not supposed uh-huh. to know, Laura Lynn. We're not supposed I know. to know. Well, and cranky. I'm just,
1: yeah, you know, um, Jason, I'm sad about what's happening. I'm sad about the, the compromise of every establishment turning towards evil, embracing mm-hmm. stupidity, loss of common sense, um, hurting kids, because when you when you allow a teenager to make such a life altering decision, you are literally abusing them because how many of us had no flipping clue what we wanted or who we were, you know, until, I mean, I didn't figure out I wanted to be in television until I was 33. And that was after like a, a major call from God and some real, you know, side road excursions in my life that, Mm -hmm. you know, I have, uh, we wish I had never gone on, but I did. And um, you don't know who you are until you get a bit older and you've had some mistakes and some some life lessons under your belt. And then you say, oh, this is who I am. But if you've got kids that are confused and they've got, like, we've got a lot of divorces happening. So we have a lot of single parents. Um, we have homes that might have vulnerable kids in them. And Um, when those kids and especially maybe kids that are struggling with another you know uh, mental health problem maybe like autism or something like that and these are vulnerable kids and then you've got a teacher an activist teacher that's you know boldly telling them and all these books uh, telling them that they can change their gender well of course uh, they're they're accepting it and so we just have a very sick world and I don't understand what's going on with all the books that are in the schools either. I don't know if you've done any shows on this, Jason, but it's absolutely disturbing. Like I've seen these pictures. You would not want to show these pictures to your grandmother. It's appalling. It's disturbing. It's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's grooming, right? Mm -hmm. And you're sexualizing children, showing them, these pictures, like drawn pictures of naked males having sex. Like nobody needs to see this. And and least of all, our young people. And so what's shocking to me is that there's all of these amazing elderly people that are school trustees now. You know, a lot of people who run to be a school board trustee, they're kind of older in life. And they, you know, they're they can give back because it does take a certain amount of time to be able to do that or, you know. They they want to participate, but I guess the shock is um, when you see that even older school board trustees, who you think oh that's like my, you know that's like my mom that's that's like somebody that that's got good values from the olden days, and they will literally look at these pictures or they will read the most vile perversion being read out loud by these books, and they are saying oh, no, it's fine. Everybody needs to have their representation. And it's like, who needed representation on all this gross sexuality? Like, when did that become a thing that we have to have representation on that? No, like, you know, this is just uh, abhorrent. And mm-hmm. and now something very bad has happened where no one has the courage to stand up because there's, there's from the top, I, I believe that there's pressure that's come in from the top. And either the top guys, they get paid or bullied, bribed, blackmailed. Something happens, they get them. And then the pressure goes downward. And you don't quite know why your principal or those that govern the school uh, would rather have these books uh, that are pedophilic and and completely propagandizing children into uh, early sexual activity and or lgbtq indoctrination but um you don't know why they want those books but you have this feeling that you better not stand against that or maybe you're losing your position or we're gonna shame you publicly right Correct. and and people don't have the uh the guts to stand up to it so i've had enough of all that i am fed right up like you want to go after our children then you are gonna have to deal with the mama bears in this nation, and we will stand in the gap. We will speak loudly and firmly. We will expose you. We will show you. We will question you. And I actually think that what needs to happen now is that teachers need to be sued personally because they are the ones that are implementing this, uh, wrongful conduct on children. It is illegal illegal to speak to a child about uh, these things, to show them pictures of these things. It is, it is against the criminal code of Canada. Actually, you really yes. cannot speak to children this way. And so we need to start taking a few teachers to, to, um, to course. And, uh, you know, um, our children seem to have cell phones, and that's another bee in my bonnet. But um, if they do, then ask your children to start recording when the teachers are yeah. talking. And make sure that you're getting recordings, yep, and then we have to sue them. That's what I said personally, and it needs to Uh, cost them their home, their livelihood, everything they have.
0: Yes, we can sue them, and we can also look at private prosecutions in Canada. So we can put together criminal charges and bring it to the crown without the police yes. involvement this is yes. something we can do in canada it's very difficult and it's not very effective sometimes but if there's multiple on an incident or a school and they're all coming into the crown uh, it can be hard to ignore that and i actually think we need to do something like publish those so if we help people do private prosecutions and then we publicize the fact that they're going in the crown's going to have a hard time ignoring that over time so if they got like 10 or 50 or 100 private prosecutions yeah. And we've published them like the PDF so people can see how meticulous it was, the information that was collected, the evidence has put forward. Yes. It's going to be very, very difficult for them to ignore that. So I think we need to do something more around that. Because parents are going to uh, school boards and they're reading the books and being kicked out for obscene behavior and being banned <laughs> for obscene behavior. But they're reading the books. Is,
1: how is that not clicking in some people? I know. I it, mean... it's, not,
0: it, it's too obscene for an adult crowd. But yet exactly. it's fine for the children.
1: I mean, they've lost their ever loving minds and, <laughs> and it's hard to find judges that will stand up against They're this scared. conversion. Right. They're Let me scared. tell you why.
0: Let me tell you why. Cause we went through training. So I'm a paralegal from Ontario originally. I'm not in Alberta. I kind of gave that life up, but we went through three CRT training. So in 2020, just as COVID was starting, we all got a notice and said, hey, you need to take four additional um, hours this year in addition to your normal 20. So it wasn't like, you, we had to. We had continued professional development hours we had to do every year. In addition to the 20, we had to do four more critical race theory. And the very first question was, what's your race? <laughs> so I got fundled into uh, your privileged conversation and training. And it was pretty clear to me, Cause this is my licensing body, the law society of Ontario, my livelihood, my license is just one opinion away from being revoked or suspended. And if it's related to not, and it was so weird how they were describing it to me cause they were telling us lawyers and paralegals to respect the other side based on race and to conduct yourself differently based on race with more respect based on race, if it's BIPOC. What are they doing? Like they're training the lawyers who then become judges to be thinking this way by penalty of your own license. This is, this is a type of coercion when it comes to the profession. I don't know if it's happening in other law societies, but it definitely was happening at the Ontario Law Society.
1: Wow. Wow. That, that's incredible um, insider knowledge. And um, I'm glad that you had that kind of training. So is that- It scared me that day.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, oh my gosh, now we're in deep trouble because this is where we go when we have debates and arguments about policy and mm-hmm. social things. We go to the court system. But yeah. the court system is being indoctrinated to treat people based on race. Now I didn't get any gender stuff, but that might have been after I left. But yeah, when I was there in twenty twenty. It, it came to your
1: time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're definitely eh? com-
0: Yeah, right at the beginning of COVID, it was weird Mm because we're all in the lockdown. We're not even allowed to file. The courts were closed, uh, but they gave us this training at that time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what this is all about. You know, um, they they call everybody racist. Like I was Mm -hmm. uh, some guy. Did you see, you know you get in trouble. So it's very interesting to me, this recent uh, thing that happened in Alberta where the guy was wearing straight pride. Did you see it on? right? Yes. Shirt? When
0: he took a picture with Pierre. Why is he coming out <laughs> yeah. saying that like he actually what? came out and said, that is an offensive thing. Right. What? Like, dude, you're the result of straight Shouldn't... pride. I don't understand.
1: Right. Your parents had, <laughs> had sex and they had you, uh, two gay guys. Adopted or not, he, and, he's a know.
0: result of straight pride. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. So why, why is, why is that? You know, this is what's happening. Is this I can tell you a
0: little bit of something about Pierre. The yeah, people yeah, hate please. me for because I broke it. Um, all right. So, you know, the WEF website. Okay. Pierre was on the WEF website.
1: Yes.
0: Doesn't mean he's a member. Okay. Let's mm-hmm. just be clear on that. But he was on the WEF website. There's a thing called the Wayback Machine, archive.org. It allows you to go and see the history of web pages all the way back, all the way back. So Pierre was added to the WEF website as part of five other conservatives. Can't remember all their names, but he was in a group of five that was put on April 1st, 2020. Was it 2020? Yeah, cuz 2022 he came off. So 2020 he goes on to WF website with five other people the same day, all conservatives. Time goes on. <laughs> he now is starting to become the leader, the potential leader. Then in February 2022, like the convoy stuff around that time, he's removed. A week later, Andrew Shear is removed. Andrew Shear has been on that website since 2019, so he's been on there for quite some time. So a week after Pierre, uh, no, the, the time that Pierre announces he's now the leader, or he won, or whatever, whoever selected him, or whatever, he comes off the WF website, not the other four that he went on with just him out of that group of five a week later Andrew Scheer he comes down now and then Pierre's asked about this his response was well I just had my people call up and had me removed because I have nothing to do with them okay let's let that statement stand on his face Trudeau Freeland Singh they're also on the WF website doesn't look good, but let's pretend for a second that Pierre's telling the truth, and they just randomly put people on. Maybe they're looking at people that are potential leaders, or whatever. Let's pretend that's true. Face value. Pierre's got a phone number that can get him taken off. And he called it a second time to get Andrew off. He didn't call it to get the other four off, or any of the other conservatives that are on there, because there's other ones too. And Trudeau doesn't have the phone number, and Freeland doesn't have the phone number. Or... It just looks bad. So they removed them
1: hmm.
0: and that's way back machine. I did a video on it. I, I screenshot. I did all that. Fantastic. This is this is exciting to me because what it seems to me like is in 2020, they've selected five conservative potential leaders. He ended up being the one that came out of that group of five and now they're cleaning up the WEF right. website association. That's all I have on his interactions with them. Cause I'm a globalist investigator. I, I don't like these guys. Um, yeah. but that's what I know about that. But Andrew Shear coming off after like three years on the website, right after he was announced to be part of the cabinet, I forgot that part. So uh-huh. Pierre came out, he announced his cabinet, Andrew's in it. Andrew comes off the WF website, but nobody else, they left the other conservatives up there. I so have... I don't know how that works.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking of an article, too, that I recently saw. I'm just going to see if I can uh, quickly, uh, if it'll pop- populate um, in my... Uh,
0: now, to everybody listening, page. this doesn't mean he's indoctrinated by WEF or anything like that. This isn't no. evidence of that. But this is evidence of being on the website, off the website, what dates, and, and why? it's odd.
1: Why? why in 2020? I guess I guess we were beginning to figure out, But it took a while for us to figure out who Klaus Schwab was. Like it took a while for everybody to, to kind of, well, some of
0: us have known about him for quite some time, but yeah, yeah, you're right. When his book came out, this one, and I want to highlight something about this book, just so people know, um, it's self printed on Amazon. Okay. Yep. Let me go tell you when it was printed.
1: Okay.
0: I believe it was March, 2020. Mm -hmm. It's when this book was published, which puts it three months into COVID, but yet it's a full book about the COVID situation. So you've written books before? I have. I got one here that I wrote. Uh, You can't do this in three months. Sorry, my book's called Bearing Witness. It's about how society needs more witnesses and how we need to become better witnesses and record events and report events. Yes. I think this is what we're missing in society to fix things up, by the way.
1: We are. And whistleblowers, look what yeah. happens to them. Yeah. you know, Whole chapter States, on whistleblowers. Right. <clears throat> right. Um, and that's why I think that we don't have more is they're scared, but check out your, um, I like that. Um, check out the comments um, in your Twitter. chat. My Twitter? And chat. Well, just in, um, and you'll see something. Someone, that's me, put up a. So this is an alternate account from for Twitter that I have. So <laughs> okay. so I can. So it's on my comments. Because I yeah. yeah of do this you show. See it? Yeah. Do you see it there?
0: Okay. I'm pulling that it up now. That I pasted now.
1: something and it's beyond. Uh, beyond narrative. Beyond the dot narrative. Ca. Dot ca. Yeah. yeah. So Out of here. Um, this um, had some really. This had some really interesting stuff about um, about Pierre and um, my biggest concern regarding Pierre Polyev is he still uh, first of all he had a conversation with Mark Friesen and said that he didn't yeah. know what the SDGs were and Mark Pierre said that yeah. He didn't know oh, what come the SDGs on. were and he said I don't gonna know what the, the sustainable development goals were and he goes, "Nope. He goes, "I got a policy." Uh this I I have this video. Mark Mark got this video. It's like thousands and thousands of views, but um Pierre says, "Um nope, I have I have a policy. If I haven't read it, I don't I don't Right, I remember so, that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember. I that. don't
1: talk about it. And he's like, okay, but you've got to read that. Well, come to find out he's voted on the SDG several times. And in that article that I just sent to you, there's even a part about that, like in the, you know, down lower in the article about his his understanding about the SDGs and his compliance with UN agenda. Like the he seems to be uh, buying into the climate alarmism. <clears throat> he seems to be supporting the Paris Climate Accord Uh, I haven't heard him not supporting it and the Conservatives do support that and also the global compact on migration I mean these are things that that they can say oh well it's not really you know nobody's gonna do all this or whatever but it just it would be nice if um if you know if Pierre just had a little bit more savvy or like, how can he say he doesn't know about the SDGs and yet he's voted on them? Like, that makes him look like a liar, actually, just like mm. a blazing liar. Why would you lie about something like that? Why? Well, there's
0: this video of him as, um, I would say, the Minister of Finance or something like that, when he was doing that. Was he Minister of Finance at one point, Pierre? Or he was working on the finance under Harper when he was under I Harper? I think
1: so. I think that, that there's was a video his, of him referencing
0: yeah. the WEF global rankings for Canada back yes. then. Yes, as if they were like the just gold
1: gold standard standard, standard, or something, right? Yeah, Yeah. I saw that. What are you
0: doing? I know. (laughs) Do you know? I I guess he has a he has enough understanding of who they are that he points to them as a standard.
1: Right. So then, this this article that I show you, you know, basically points to who he who he puts forward as his national campaign co chairs, and it's Tim uh, Upal. And John Baird, who's a WEF John guy. Baird, for
0: sure, yeah, 100%. He was also Leo. behind the mayor run, wasn't he? He was helping the, the mayor of yeah. Toronto run. He didn't win, but he was helping.
1: Right. And then Gail Shia, Small former world, minister right? of the fisheries. Right. So the uh, this, this article says the first name that jumps out is John Baird. John Baird has been identified as a WEF participant and appears to be um, on our post. So... It goes on and on about, um, uh, you know, John Baird's involvement. And then it also goes on about these other three people that he's had. And um, so while Mr. Upol does not have the same notoriety with the World Economic Forum as his colleagues, and he does not appear to have a bio posted, he does appear on a list of attendees at a World Economic Forum meeting. So An actual
0: attendee, not the Max Bernier attendee. So Max, he was (laughs) at a meeting, but he didn't attend it. I had a whole fight. Oh, by the way, I'm going to let the world know something I just found out. I was accredited by the uh, Independent Press Gallery after I interviewed Andrew Andrew Lawton. He told me about it. He's the president of it. I applied. I got this lovely email from him saying, hey, congratulations. We've accepted you. You're accredited. Andrew did that attack on Max. And I said, dude, what do you mean by attended? Let's talk about that. And then he's unfollowed me. He didn't like me anymore. And now all of a sudden, I don't have my accreditation.
1: Oh,
0: It's not coming. They're not so responding anymore. So what's
1: with these independent journalists now? Um, that's very alarming. And uh, Kian Bexty putting out that very lame I, I,
0: I could talk to you about him offline. Yeah. 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 You yeah. know, <laughs>
1: I I'm just surprised. I mean, I'm just who I am. Mm-hmm. You're just who you are. Um, we'll talk to anybody. We'll get to the bottom. Like, Lord knows, uh, if you had a chance to have Pierre Polyev on, you would. And you'd ask him the tough questions. Of course, they won't come on with us. But yep. one of the things that we thought was that the independent sort of groups, you know, Rebel News and True North and and Key and Counterpoint and all of these, you know, that maybe, ah, we're in this together, right? We're mm-hmm. fighting for truth together. And now we're going, er. You know, what, what, what just happened and how could you do this? What are you, you're joining in the lies. Like it's one thing to really fight Maxime Bernier on the truth and to say, sure. Hey, you're, you're this and you're that. And we don't like what you think. We don't like your policies on this, but the conservatives never did that. Um, when they were battling him in Southern Manitoba, which I gave up a month of my life to go and to yeah. uh, campaign with him because it was worth it, because he it is was, so worth worthy it. of our respect and taking a look at what he's doing. And all of these people, oh, I don't like him. What do you not like about him? He, he for many years, has been standing for freedom. He got arrested. Um, he stands up for the unborn. He he is totally against this gender ridiculous nonsense out loud. Who else do you know doing that? You know, no. of course, Rob no, Other than
0: Right, but no public official, no no party leaders are doing it. That's for sure.
1: No party leaders, just Rod Taylor of the Christian Heritage Party. I always give him a shout out because I like that's that right. man. He's a good man, and I don't discredit all the good work that CHP does uh, behind the scenes. But um, you know, with Max, like he has, he's not this. Uh, Super spiritual guy, running. I mean, he's 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 been he's made um, choices for uh, pro choice in the past, and he marched in a gay pride parade. Like this is not a guy you can point to and go, oh, you just got a super Christian, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and somehow try to stain him with some sort of religious zealot. You can't. So, but what they did was they they lied. Like it was a blazing lie. Like you've got all this WEF connection with your entire party, including Stephen Harper, praising Klaus Schwab on the video that we often love to show. And so Stephen Harper's praising Klaus Schwab, all of these guys, you know, his, so Pierre Polyev chooses these right-hand people that are all, you know, embedded with the WEF, including, especially John Baird. And, um, and then they attack Maxime Bernier on being there, underneath Harper um, just, and he just held meetings with other foreign ministers and he didn't even attend the WEF. And that's, that's what they lied about. They, they put yeah. out pictures. that was so hilarious. We actually laughed out loud. Like they were so bizarre, like pictures of Maxime Bernier with Bono. Ooh, Bono, who he met in the hotel lobby while he was there for a three minute shake hands. Cause you know the guy who was with max was handing it said oh that's bono did you want to meet him went over to bono hey bono this is the canadian you know minister of foreign affairs did you want to meet him okay let's have a, mm. a handshake in the lobby and suddenly oh suddenly that's the that that's the reason to to you know sl- slander him and slime him like you put that out on a. I I think most people even in that area didn't even know who bono was frankly but
0: And it also got weird with Andrew too, because he was doing a lot of protection of Pierre and the candidate a lot. And if you go to my thread with him, you might uh, really enjoy that entire encounter, by the way. Uh, You may want to search for that. Uh, At one point, Andrew sends me a picture of the conference rooms that he says Max would have been in. But he goes, but this isn't the one he was in because that was 2008. This is the one from the last one. I said, Great, Andrew. So you're there. Does that mean you attended? Does that mean we should be worried about you? Because you just gave me a picture of the room that you said Max would have been in. Had he attended that one? He's like, oh, oops. Because you're there for two years. You just told us that you're there, and yet we should be all mad at Max for some reason. Well, then, if it stinks, then it stinks for you too, there, Andrew. And I'm no longer part of his group, and I no longer have that accreditation.
1: How sad. You know, these guys are all cowards. And um... that's
0: a good word. And he also blamed me of, he blamed me, and this is what he said publicly. So when you see this, I don't mind if you can support me on that, that'd be great. He blamed me of liking a fat joke, is the reason why he says I deserve to be chastised by him because I liked a fat joke. I want to be clear I did not like a fat joke. There was no fat joke. There was a person who said he's concerned for his health. I said, I agree with that. It was a poignant point. But it's not a fat joke. But Andrew said that's a fat joke. You liked it, so you're a jerk. Well, he didn't say a jerk, he said you're annoying. And that's why he's no longer accredited to me.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you something very real and serious. And you can only get this perspective uh from someone who would really cherish the deeper things in life. Andrew Sheer had an opportunity to be um Quite literally, a savior to Canada, like a hero, hmm. someone to uphold the standard of true conservatives, to fight for it, to not be a coward because the lamestream media was asking him nonstop about being pro-life. What if he had been the guy to say, "Well, listen, you know, I'm I'm gonna protect late-term abortion. I think that's bad." And I think life is important. And yeah, that is my value. And what if he had a conversation with Canadians instead of being a coward? Mm. Because here's what happened. God saw Andrew Shear's heart and God gave him an opportunity to rise to a position where he may have become the Prime Minister of Canada. And in that opportunity, Andrew Shear saw something horrible about himself that he didn't have what it took to stand up for what is right. And he was, he was weighed in the balances as Daniel says, and he was found wanting meaning he didn't have what it took to be the leader of the country. And I believe he was literally removed by the hand of God because of his cowardice. We can't keep thinking that we can, you know, have a leader like pierre polyev and everything's going to be okay it's not going to be okay pierre polyev will not be able to save us because he will not stand up to the lgbtq the lgbtq and this transgender nonsense that is going to become a dividing line for all humanity and it is becoming that but we're going to fight back you see what happened with bud light that showed something Mm -hmm. that showed that people in en masse Do not support transgenderism. They will use their dollars. They might never say it to you and they'll see you with your blue hair, you know, and your earrings and your new fake breasts or whatever. And they'll go, hello, nice to meet you. And they'll kind of turn away. They'll never say a thing because people are polite. But in their heart, they're like, all right, the queer movement is freakish. And I'm not going to be part of it. And then they they will not use their money. Disney plummeting. Mm-hmm. Because they've taken an ideology and they're now trying to indoctrinate kids with their Disney movies, like it's just been a gross error on their part to have done this—a gross error—and um, and so um, the problem is now going to be that Canada is embracing it so firmly. And the UN recently had an article; you may have seen it, Jason. But it said that um, they did a poll and that most people are basically over fifty percent are saying that uh you know your sexual orientation should trump um your religious right to your beliefs and what that meant to me is that we're moving closer and closer to this time where it's going to be like if you don't think that people can be anything they want then you're a bigot and a racist and a homophobe and transphobe so you don't get to have a bank account at our bank and you don't get to shop at our nice little you know, establishment anymore, because yeah, your social credit score on your digital ID basically says that you are one of them. You do not stand for, oh, you know, everyone can uh, fly their flag, even though actually I do think that we all um, largely are very freedom oriented. Like if you want to be gay, lesbian, transsexual, pansexual, whatever that means, I don't know, and I'm not gonna find out. But if you want to be any of that, uh, you can just do that on your own time as an adult, and I don't need to know about it. Do it in your bedroom and just have you know have ha- have your life and, and live it. And it's between you and God, and I'm not God. So well, God is God. If,
0: yeah, I was saying I'm saying God is great. If, right, if you is great. <laughs> He is. If you don't know what pansexual is uh, that obviously means you haven't gone to school in saskatchewan because they do right. teach that do they? they do teach that I
1: don't sur- swift current
0: surprised. so let me teach you tell you the two stories that came out of there wow. one was a book that included the term fletching i didn't know what that meant nobody should know what that means but yeah. it's in that book so i learned what it meant it is horrible don't search it you'll never be able to undo it it's a horrible sexual act between two men to do with body fluids horrible yeah. it's in there that's one of the items that's in the book for the kids another issue was there was a straight pride or straight and proud I think it said straight and proud not pride straight and proud poster that was put up like an eight by four no eight by 11 paper it had a grayscale flag kind of similar to the rainbow flag but grayscale and a bunch of students at the high school signed it. so they are attributing and identifying as straight and Proud. They all get pulled into the principal's office. RCMP shows up with guns, explains to them how it's a hate crime, and explains to them how they'll be charged next time. Mm. So, identifying sexual orientation and identity Mm. can only go one way, according to this. You can't identify as straight and proud.
1: Wow! Exactly. See, and there, and that's why Pierre Paglia buying into all of this, and and uh, you know, Premier. Uh, Danielle Smith um, having to discuss themselves. We should talk about her. Straight pride. Oh, I'd love to tell you. You tell me what you think because, oh, like, I, like the more I, and more that we see, there's just no courage there, and they've bought into this narrative.
0: Something I'm happened I'm Sorry, to
1: her. I am <laughs> proud to be very straight. proud. I'm very yeah. proud of it. I love it. I don't have to be running around worried about sexually transmitted diseases. Right. I, I'm not having all kinds of. Uh, problems physically because my bowels are giving out. I, you know, I'm really happy about a a a life that has produced three beautiful children. Right. And they're the they're the light of my life, and I'm grateful. You know, for a wonderful husband, and I just love it. I love the life, the peaceful existence, and uh, the beauty of a relationship.
0: Well, let me tell you then about Danielle Smith. Mm-hmm. So when she was running for leadership, just getting warmed up, running for leadership, anti-WEF, we got to get them out of the healthcare system because there's a partnership there. And then somebody talked, said, asked her a question about WEF and she laughed like they were a joke. Like this is something that should not be in Alberta was the context of her response to that. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to the night of winning the leadership of the UCP. She's on stage talking about a whole bunch of things she's going to do great, Danielle, we like it. Sovereignty, great. Trudeau, bad, bad, great. We love this. We like where you're going. You can't take our guns. We like what you're talking about. Great. And then she starts talking about Jason Kenney and his history. And I guess whether to be polite or whatnot, most people like to say, oh, and I like how they did this. This is one of the good things that I like. Well, Mm -hmm. she chose to say, I like his implementation of ESG scores. And my jaw dropped. I'm like, do you know what you just said? Because what you just said is you support the WEF because ESG is how they control corporations and countries and provinces and anybody that wants to borrow money in the capital markets anywhere. It's the ESG score that you have to be worried about. So whether it was a slip, she didn't know, or that's Freudian. She, she absolutely knows what it is, but she picked that as one of Ken, Kenny's um, policies that she approved. That scared me because immediately on leadership night, I now know, oh, and either you don't know what the ESG scores are or you do and we're in trouble. She's also supported digital currency, not in the way that she says we have to have it, but in the way that she's already given up the fight. She says it's inevitable. We're going to have to adapt it and get it. And then another one was the um, Alberta Health Services website still lists the WEF to this day as a strong partner, and they're working on a new partnership that's going to create a new healthcare system here in Alberta. I want to explain to people listening, Alberta was selected as a pilot project for the WEF healthcare system because we're conservative, because if it's going to work here, it'll work everywhere, because conservatives have heart disease. We get cancer. Everybody gets sick. So if the healthcare system can pass under this new system that the WEF is calling this Partnership for New Modern Healthcare, we're going to see this rolled out everywhere. Alberta's the pilot project, and she hasn't gotten rid of them. Wow. To, to this day, it's still there. She hasn't gotten rid of them. So when it comes from WEF globalist stuff, Alberta is becoming the poster child for Canada, and then Canada's a the poster child for the world, because if they get their hands in here, they can go anywhere with this stuff. Yes. so i'm concerned as, as a conservative with a healthcare system here i'm mm-hmm. not faxing uh, i'm definitely fighting against even danielle at this point because i i need her to speak up and do some of these things she, she said she would do i I'm, am i going to go to the hospital with a problem sit there and then see people that come in after me get in because their scores are higher is there going to be some sort of ordering when i'm waiting in the waiting room like how i'm worried about that
1: oh yeah there's a whole lot of things coming once they, they get information on us and they're tracking us, tracing who we are, what we're doing. And I think that's the concern that a lot of people have now that are writing me. Well,
0: Sheila Lewis, mm-hmm. she can't get a transplant in Alberta because she won't fax. Right. So right. we're already being told now comply yeah. or no health care. This this is not something we should forget.
1: Just, just got, he just died, didn't he? He couldn't get a kidney kidney transplant. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I Uh, I did an interview with Dr. Mackis and we talked about some of this stuff, like how they pulled him off and his cancer patients ended up dying and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then he did a speech in Drayton Valley just the other weekend. And it's shocking at how many deaths are happening on doctors, on young people. And, and we're just not talking about it. We're just ignoring it all. Even the, um, the physicians, I don't know if it's a Canadian, I think it's Canadian or Alberta. There's a physician's uh, website where doctors, when they pass away, they get put on a memorial page, in memorial yeah. page. So for the longest time, this has just been there. So when a doctor passes away, they get on there. Macus was using that as a source to confirm doctors are dying young. So he was checking this out all the time. He kept checking that page. They've now removed the page. They won't support and leave that page up anymore. Wow. So these are the kind of things that are happening just to hide it just to hide what's going on here
1: yes well so how do
0: we fix this like i don't want to be so somber but now let's try and bring this back up like how do we fix this because i eventually are going to have some sort of health failure and going to need some sort of health care (laughs) it's hard using that word right now here in alberta because i don't think we have health care we have a health service that's not very good um yeah i'm concerned about that and i don't think a parallel economy is a solution. I don't think private health is a solution because they're still going to control all of that. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure what to do unless we replace these leaders and, and put in some stronger leaders and actually take back our country that way. Mm-hmm. I had an idea I want to run past you, uh, Laura Lynn, which yeah. I don't know. It's a political thing that maybe we can chat about. PPC has a chance to win some seats. I, I think the the temperature is starting to get there. I think in certain areas in the West, there might be some areas that we can start getting a little bit more support there. Independence as well. Um, there's there, there's a possibility. What if we targeted the balance of power that the NDP have? We're not targeting the PC. We're not targeting the liberal, but we're t- targeting the balance of power because it's currently in the West and it's with the NDP. If PPC independence and others just not NDP, Liberal or or CPC, start picking up those seats. I think we might be able to shepherd and steer the Conservative party by being in the balance of power because they would have to work with us. Um, So if if we're not focused on winning the prime ministership here, but we're focused Mm -hmm. on getting enough seats to remove the balance of power out of the NDP's hands and put it in somewhere else. We might be able to shepherd whatever party is in likely conservative minority next uh, anchor them and shepherd them towards more conservative values and then if it's if it's liberal, well, we still have the balance of power, so it doesn't really matter technically really who's up there, but if we could do that and focus on that for the next election or maybe the one after, there might be a chance to use that to shepherd the politics in Canada. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think that that would be absolutely amazing. Um, And every Conservative uh, Party member should understand that a vote for the PPC is a vote to get Trudeau out. And having Mm -hmm. a PPC uh, member that takes a position does does not actually mean Trudeau gets in. It means that you get to collaborate with the CPC, you know, in opposition to him when, Mm -hmm. when they act like Conservatives. So as long Correct. as they're putting forward conservative policies, we're going to be, if you're going to be on the same page as Trudeau about climate alarmism, then, oh yeah, okay, the PPC is going to be there to bring uh, some accountability and some understanding about how ridiculous that is. Um, so if every CPC person would understand that if you just turn to, um, to, to a PPC, to your candidate in your area, you might be able to help to steer the CPC uh, Mm -hmm. into being truly conservative, holding them to account.
0: Right. um, We we need to anchor them because they're just drifting right now. They're drifting to the left. So we need to anchor them, put a big chain on them. And I think Maxime would be a great anchor. I think he definitely would do a good job there. I think there's several others that might be able to have it, like Kelly Lorenz as well. That'd be another good one. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I would like to see Leslie or Leslie, Leslie Lewis, I would like yes. to see her become independent. Maybe, uh, maybe. PPC. Oh, Leslie Lewis
1: is, is just fantastic. And I, you know, people have said certain things. Oh, she's, you know, with, um, the Soros, uh, foundation or like stupid stuff, you know, um, no, not at all. Um, she's really a solid person, but she, I pray for the day when Leslie Lewis can be set free from the CPC yeah. because, um, they will not let her be who she truly is. Correct. um,
0: Now, what if she was the face of the balance of power? Yes. What if that's what we're looking at here and surround her with people like Max and others, like put it all forward. Let's vote in the balance of power and let's focus on the West because that's where it is. I know the PPC draws a lot of NDP voters and I know the PPC draw a lot of liberal as well. Mm -hmm. And with the parental issue, they're drawing a lot of, parents too because parents are not supporting some of this propaganda and this gender stuff so i think there might be an opportunity for independence ppc basically those two right now in the west Mm -hmm. to focus on the orange seats and getting enough for the balance of power
1: or at least removing
0: it from them or at least removing it because i even know that ndp people are are are, they're jumping ship because saying is not (laughs) not the type of person who does what they want. They're not for the workers he's just bought off and they know that. So it might be a time to conservatize the NDP side of things and bring it over to true balance of power where we do have an effect on the house.
1: Well, it's funny because uh, the issue of transgenderism is the one that brought an NDP fellow to the new West riding New Westminster in British Columbia, which is you know highly NDP area. Our whole, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our province is so.
0: Uh, I know you're having troubles way. there. Yeah, you, you almost want to be like California, and uh, almost yeah. it's.
1: It oh, it's just so problematic. But, you know, there are people um, in the NDP. You know that uh, they they have a lot of common sense, and they've they have always been for you know wanting handouts or helping the people and whatnot, but they are not getting this new Jagmeet Singh, um, NDP party. And they are not pro transgenderism. They simply are not, they are actually grandparents. Um, they are, you know, or raising, you know, kids later. And like, none of this was a thing, like until a few years ago, we never heard of this and now it's a thing. You know there was a few crazy prostitutes that were try, you know acting like women and putting on women's clothes or or there was you know the odd person in our society who everyone you know grandma told you to stay away from or whatever Correct. but now um the the way that the ndp and the liberals are trying to make this all normal like oh yeah like this is totally like this is you know it's always been like this no actually we just remember not even 10 years ago when it wasn't like this at all and you weren't trying to tell our kids that they can be transgender and everyone and their dog wasn't you know having a family member affected oh now you know now little jane wants to be johnny you know over in you know our cousin and uh, you know it's just so sad and everyone knows this is wrong something is going on and so they don't want to put up with it so i do think that could actually draw because Maxine Bernier is so outspoken about that, and also I do believe that most of them would respect his uh, desire to not see late-term abortion. I do mm-hmm. believe even those that want, you know, choice and they want women to have, you know, a choice there of that, you know, feeling still would have to say, well, yeah, I actually don't think that you should take a, a third-trimester baby that is fully functioning and actually could survive outside of the womb, um, that we should be allowing that baby to, to be killed in the womb. And so there might be some, there might be uh, a joining together. And I do hope that there is, I hope there's more and more and more of all kinds of folks. And those that are also really social conservatives, they should not be placing one more vote into uh, the conservative party of Canada if you truly are social conservative, you value life, you value that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. Um, you you value not, you know, killing the elderly with maid mm-hmm. and offering every everyone who's depressed the opportunity to die as fast as you can. You know, you just value life. Every one of those people should just say, I'm going to give a shot to the PPC and Maxime Bernier is one of the kindest people I know actually and he gets such a bad rap. He is very humble. People think that he's arrogant. I don't know if that's his French accent or or they relate it to former people such no, as No, th- th- those are going to be people that 10. didn't get what
0: they want, so they'll say that.
1: Right. Cause he's maybe. not arrogant.
0: He's not arrogant at all. He's like not. maybe their personal inter, inter-, inter- counter might've been not the way they wanted, mm-hmm. but I have not seen arrogance out, out of him yet.
1: No. And it's funny that people would say stuff like that. The other thing they say that is so bizarre is that he's an opportunist. So he's, he's just being, and I'm like an opportunist to actually. I can actually, confirm that's not true. Right. Standing. I can tell you right claimed,
0: now.
1: Yeah. And fight for good values. That's not an opportunist. Just so you know, if he really was an opportunist, he'd be just touting, you know, what the, the media is saying so that he could get maybe more click clicks on his uh, site or more uh, fair articles written about him, right? But he's not. He's actually going, we have a problem because we we have a death culture, as he calls it, a death culture. He sees that as a problem. And so, so very few people actually do. So... He's a real hero, and he has, I mean, he has been, like, just so slammed to the ground on his losses, the losses he's had to take. Like, he's been broken as a being, and mm-hmm. he still gets up, and he still fights
0: yeah, he and he doesn't have to, he hero. could retire, he can go into the public sector, he can do sure. a bunch of things right now and take sure care he of, could. he could re- almost retire if you wanted to. Absolutely. There's something else going on, he want, He believes that he can help.
1: He loves Canada and he believes it's a calling, I think. it's he's He's supposed to do this and to keep having fun in the midst of all of these losses, like he just loves it. His wife has said to him, you know, why do you keep doing this? We could do something else. Like, because she doesn't like watching her husband. Um, not, it's hard. Yeah. And being trashed in the press and being mm-hmm. lied about, being smeared. And, you know, his reputation sullied by all these, these terrible CPC people of all things. Liars. Like, they're yep. blazing liars. To paint him as a WEF, like, like. You know Brandon Leslie in in southern uh, Manitoba. I didn't think I'd come away saying he's a liar. I thought I'd come away from this fight against the CPC saying, "Oh well, you know." They just have different goals. They're more woke. They're more left-leaning. But to actually be able to say, you guys are blazing liars, including Pierre Polyev, who stood up, came to the riding, which they've never sent a leader there before because they it was such a safe riding. And they sent, they sent Pierre Polyev. And one of the things he said was that Maxime was um, – you know, that he was a WF guy and, and all of that. Then he said, Maxime supports um, uh, hard drugs being, um, being uh, you know, legalized and all of that. And um, I sat and talked with Maxime about all this. And he says, he doesn't even know where he really got that. We do know, we do know that early on in the PPC, there was a fellow um, who was kind of, high up and he was working with them. You know, you're trying to figure out where everyone is. And I know he kind of pushed for that. I do remember that. And I wasn't on board with that at all. And, but it was not Max. It was mm-hmm. not Maxine. And so I don't know where uh, they get off just, you know, using blazing lies. Uh, what we say about Pierre Polyev is not lies. It's the truth. And he is very LGBTQ driven. He has put mm-hmm. uh, Melissa Lanceman in there. And he promotes, you know, with Bill C4, the, um, you know, you don't want to tell your child not to transition or like you're going to prison. So what what kind of stupidity have they engaged? Like they've been such fools, like literally fools.
0: Let me, let me touch on the C4 one for you. And hopefully Pierre can eventually hear this story. Are you familiar with Lois, the sterile Indian in Alberta? No. Okay. Well, there's a video that you should check on my stream, uh, with Donald Best. So search for this. Uh, he did a whole thing about this interviewed Lois. So Lois is a born male and native on the reserve. And at the age of 14, he was effeminate. So he had those traits, uh, and he was watching Oprah and Oprah had a transgender person on and it was glorifying that entire thing big time. So Lois thought, Oh, this sounds like a good idea. This is probably what I am. So at the age of 18, started that process. They accelerated the process by two years and got the whole bottom surgery done for him uh, by the age of 20. When he woke up after the surgery, he knew immediately he made a mistake. They did not tell him any of the bad stuff, including having to put a foreign object into your body to create a cavity that isn't natural. And you have to force that there and you have to keep that there. And it's an open wound. He didn't know that he'd be sterile. When he found all this stuff out, he immediately regretted it. So now he calls himself the sterile Indian. He's now applied for MAIDS. Oh, he can't man. deal with this. Now, the problem, the big problem, is the healthcare system's not providing him mental health care. Yeah. The healthcare system's not providing him um, the transition care, not even making it available because the C4 makes that illegal. You can't even Mm -hmm. consult about that. You can't even bring that up as a potential uh, option for him. Mm -hmm. So now he is stuck with this mistake that he calls it a mistake because he believes he was just a transvestite, which means he enjoyed that world, but didn't want to do the surgery part, but it was through the first Oprah. And then through the whole, there's a two-year program where they really indoctrinate you all the way through the surgery. They didn't tell him about the bad stuff. They didn't tell him about the uh, complications. Didn't tell him about the sterilization and now not helping him anymore. And the only solution for him now is maids. Wow.
1: That is tragic. Cool. Um, will he do an interview, Jason? He doesn't
0: do podcasts. I've been trying. I'll put you in contact. Maybe if it's you, he will. Uh, Donald Best can maybe help us on that as well.
1: I he lives here love in Alberta. I talk to him. Oh, see yeah. this is what they've done and there's so many stories like this. Like
0: There's, there's thousands the, the of the reason those.
1: we fight is you're hurting kids. You're you're literally destroying lives. You know yes. who really helped me to understand this was uh, Jen Smith. Um so he he dressed like a woman for many years and he was involved in prostitution, he was involved in all kinds of things, but he just felt comfortable cuz he had been He had been abused and stuff, and there's all kinds of psychological reasons that he could very well point out to why he did what he did, but he said to me, the reason that they're lonely and they commit suicide, okay, think about it, so if you're gay, um, you get attracted to men, so if there was a woman who wanted to be a man, uh, and you tried to create one of those... Have you all seen those really gross penis? Pictures.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's not functioning. And, do, yeah. do
1: you really think, yeah, it doesn't function? Do you, do you think a gay guy wants that?
0: No, Can what happened was Lois' spouse or, or partner left him, by the yeah, way, after the surgery. Course. It was not what he was interested in.
1: Of course. Because a gay guy doesn't want to be with a fake man.
0: Correct, so or somebody does, with the mental know, capacity to want that, right? There's also a mental issue there too.
1: Sure. So, does a lesbian want to be with the woman who now has altered her body to, you know, to to get this penis? Well, no. Then a lesbian's not interested in you. Does a heterosexual want to have a relationship and have you as their lifelong partner with something that doesn't work and you look weird? No. No. Who wants you? Nobody wants you. Nobody wants to have a sexual loving relationship with you because you've done this. And and this is the pain and the harm like this poor gentleman that you're talking about that nobody talked about it. And now it's illegal to talk about it. So um, people with convictions would probably try to help a young person now, but it would be in secret because... Now, potentially, you're going to get fined, imprisoned, get your designations taken away, and face all kinds of trouble if you are caught. And how many people are going to be doing the setup now? They're going to try to coax someone to give them advice on um, not transitioning so that they can entrap someone and get them in trouble, right? So now, you know, th- this Bill C-4... Uh, Put in by the CP. I, I play it routinely on my broadcast so that everyone can see. Every conservative member of Parliament voted in unanimous consent with the Liberals and um, and the NDP. Everyone who was there that day. There was some there was some MPs that weren't there, but and they might have strategically not been there. And that's sad too, because they should have been standing. We're surrounded by cowards. Yep. The world's going to hell in a handbasket. And everybody's just, you know, oh, I'm not too afraid, you know, I, I just, I I don't know what happened, but I can't live like that. I can't be happy like that. I will hate myself. I will hate myself if I don't just stand and yeah. tell the truth and do do what needs to be done. I can't not do it. It's a calling. Just like I'm sure you feel that too,
0: Jason. yeah i'm I'm protecting my child with disability yeah Yeah, i have a child with disabilities and we homeschool Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure that the trend is going to be they're going to tell me i can't do that and they're going to come and say you are not qualified so we're going to take care of that and indoctrinate Mm -hmm. all my kids i'm -hmm. pretty sure if we don't stand up and stop this trend that's going to be one of the next things is homeschooling they're going to come after homeschooling yes yeah and then but they'll first go after homeschooling by saying well for children with disabilities, they definitely need special care. So we'll start there. And then it's going to be children who are below the standard that we're testing. Then we'll go to that group. And then it's going to be all homeschooling. Like that's how they do that.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Yeah. So Um, I'm convinced that that's going to happen. And I do not want that situation when they show up at my gate and say, we're taking your son. Oh Um, my
1: gosh. No, Jason. No.
0: Right. So let's, it would be too late at that point. I think. Mm
1: -hmm. We have to fight now. Well, 100%. people are getting their kids out of the public school system en masse. There's a lot of people deciding that this is the year that they are their kids will not be going to school. And then That's it's gonna wonderful. trigger them looking at homeschooling. So we can right. see all of that. Listen, guys, we got a big problem. Um,
0: we need gonna, to replace these people.
1: Oh in very fast, very, mm-hmm. very fast. But here's the thing: Pierre Polyev will not fight this for you. Pierre Poilievre nope, and no. the Conservative Party of Canada will not Maxime Bernier will fight he will fight against this woke agenda he will fight it he calls it the evil woke agenda and he's he's a real hope in Canada I wish more people saw it and god help all of you if you're going to keep voting for the Conservative Party of Canada they will get in we'll get rid of Trudeau potentially I mean Trudeau might cheat his way into winning again that is a mm-hmm. possibility um, but if if indeed we get Trudeau, uh, uh Pierre Polyev, he will not fight this agenda. He won't, he's already proven they they yep. voted in Bill C four. Uh they're they're gonna stand with this LGBTQ nonsense. Do you
0: remember they were applauding, hugging, and crying oh, for B- oh, Bill C four. It was so a whole ugly. lot of them.
1: Yeah. I know.
0: Now was so Lois ugly. is not happy. Lois would like that to be undone because Lois would get therapy to help him to detransition. I had to bring, I had to bring somebody from the U S on. So Gabriel Clark was on my June 30th episode, which was the end of pride month. So we thought it was perfect to have this on. And it was all about detransitioning the services in the States, the fight in the States and how many children are being saved all the time because there's, there's a path for that. There's a detransition path. There isn't one in Canada. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Straight up. It's horrible.
1: Straight up. And parents now, what, better get wise.
0: Right. So what do you think about the balance of power? Do you think we could? Do you think we could start chipping away at that NDP? Because if at least what we could do is break up the liberal NDP power by taking some of those seats. And you're in BC, so there's a lot of orange around you. What about you? What about you starting to dust up and get out there? And maybe It's very interesting.
1: Um, so I ran for school trustee and I put my name in on the last day you could get your name in. And that was uh, back in 2019. And, um, I did it basically as a stunt, didn't think I'd get in, but I wanted to just be able to show up to all the debates with the the kids books on transgenderism and tell everyone I just, I didn't want to answer their questions. I just wanted to talk about Soji, you know, and I made, uh, I really made trouble for all of them. They, oh, some of them just hated me. It wasn't all that fun to walk into those meetings because, um, they were publicly hating on me. And then the people that actually supported me, of course, they didn't necessarily want to be seen talking to me, but they voted for me. And I got right. 15,000 votes running by myself in the the uh, Burnaby South, you know, provincial Ooh, Burnaby. district. Isn't that yeah. where Singh is? Yep. And, I, and then I <laughs> ran against him and I did really well. I got 10.65% um, in the first, uh, the very first, I was the very first, um, candidate for, uh, the PPC and we got 10.65 and we did that on the strength of my running against the SOGI agenda and all of that.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: um, so, so that was fantastic, but <clears throat> people are not quite, uh, ready. They're so afraid. So we have a fear campaign going on, get Trudeau out, get Trudeau out. People don't understand. Yeah. If you vote in a, a PPC, you're still going to get Trudeau out because, You you will be, you will be, you'll sort of be like the NDB to the liberals in a way, like you'll be the balance of power to the CPC or, you know, NDPs are going to come over and and we'll help them out because we don't like sing anyways. And Mm -hmm. um, it can definitely happen. But I talked to somebody recently, he's very knowledgeable and he gave me bad news. He says he thinks it's got to be two more election cycles before, before the awakening the true awakening because many we'll of us are that. awakened. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. take
0: that. Like if we get one or two it could be in the six next years.
1: Course. Yeah. It could be six, years. It's just in time years. for 2030
0: because either we're going to be shepherding yeah. in 2030 agenda at that point or not. Yes. So it might be just in time. We but are
1: going to have to fight, you know?
0: I also think some tough decisions around whether or not to run as PPC or independent have to be made. Believe it or not, I think independent has a little bit more draw, especially mm. in, because you can draw all parties, you're not you're not the uh, purple. You're Another not the party. right, right. Because there's a there's not there's a people that just stay away from PPC because it's conservative or or whatever. But so an do independent, we
1: have anyone independent in right now? Is there Well, there's two, but
0: they're not voted in. So one left the Conservative Party to become independent because he wasn't happy with... And by the way, he left because of Pierre's uh, leadership win. Uh, he might be somebody we should be talking to. And then there's a liberal one who got kicked out for doing bad things. So he's not somebody we should be talking to. But Leslyn I would love to see her do it. Mm-hmm. Like she could, she could just declare independent right now and be the first one. And Imagine if she if did that...
1: Yeah, imagine if were, she's in a safe seat. Um, She wants to get in the next time, you know. So here's a good scenario: is maybe when someone goes, you know, what I've had it. Like I'm never going to be of any use because, honestly, every member of Parliament, it's got to have it's got to be a rough night to go to sleep every night because you know that your values they don't matter. You're not in a, a truly conservative party. You're not with people that care about the things you care about. So you are useless. You're getting mm. a good paycheck and you want to get that retirement and everything. But if you are one of those people that has any kind of guts, what you might be able to do is go, this is my last hurrah. So I'm going to get in and then I'm going to spend the next little bit making a lot of trouble and bringing up really good stuff and standing mm-hmm. against the grain and perhaps um, perhaps literally defecting to the PPC. That would be cool.
0: I sent her a letter asking her to do that, by the way.
1: Good for you. Good for you,
0: Jason. And I also put a letter out to the block and I said, look, you should become a national partner. Block plus PPC everywhere else.
1: Yeah. How is the block on the, I don't really follow much of their stuff. So how are they on the transgender stuff? Like I don't.
0: I, I really don't know. I really don't know. But they're conservative enough, maybe. Mm-hmm. But there's there's not much you're gonna get out of Quebec other than I bet
1: Block. that handsome Mr. Block guy doesn't think a whole lot of dudes who are uh getting doesn't seem rusty. to be their thing. Yeah, no. I bet they I bet it's not. Yeah. I mean so I wonder if, be wonder if world
0: Max world. sits down and says, Look, we will leave Quebec, we will endorse you in Quebec and you endorse us everywhere else and we kind of work nationally. Oh there might be something there.
1: I like that, Jason. I don't know if I've ever said that to Max because I've said pretty much every scenario that there is uh, to Maxine mm-hmm. Bernier. Like, I love to talk politics with him and to, you know, think about um, what we can do. And I just, I value um, his wisdom so much. I mean, he He's knew that he wouldn't win in Southern Manitoba. Like, we're going to have fun losing until we win.
0: Right. Um,
1: because we will win. And he says this, he goes, I will win. I just don't know when. And mm-hmm. he's honest about it because this is a very, it, it's really sad. The people of Southern Manitoba did not end mass understand what they had. What an opportunity to, they're oh, so CPC, that such a turning they an opportunity, Canada. right? To,
0: that would to have been teach. their second Louis real <laughs> if they put him in, that would have been yeah. a big change right there in Manitoba, a,
1: a big deal. And they couldn't do it. And they didn't. Um, really, I have words that I can't say yeah. about that. Well, the yeah.
0: good news is we got next week, we got Kelly Lorenz, uh, Calgary yes. Heritage. He's yeah, running. So what's the date election. on that?
1: Yeah. What's the 24th. The... Oh, okay. Okay. It's
0: Monday. Yeah. Monday. So, like three oh, so days away. This
1: Monday. Oh. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. why is going to be there on Sunday. So that's awesome. I, I pray they have a wonderful time. Oh, he's
0: going to be there Sunday. Well, I'm yeah. trying to get Max to come down on Tuesday, which is the day after mm-hmm. the election, to just stand at the courthouse and uh, support the supporters. Now he, he's not comfortable with that. Uh, he's responded to me. Uh, but maybe, you know, you get into his ear and say, look, Max, we're comfortable enough that you don't have to declare they're innocent. You don't have to come out and argue. And it's certainly not a rally and there's no speakers mm-hmm. uh, because that's illegal. We can't do that with some people there. Um, but if he just showed up and shook hands and showed some support, and for the system and he said look let's trust the system let's see where this goes um it's wrong what's happening here but let's see what it goes mm-hmm. i think this wouldn't be a bad image for him bad look but at this stage he's declined I think that, so too. that offer. you know
1: i i think the hardest part okay for a politician would be not knowing the true facts on who's guilty of what because sure. we've had so little information um but if Um, Now,
0: his concern was, he said he doesn't, because he wrote it to me, he goes, um, he's concerned about being politically involved in the legal system is a bad look. And I'm like, look, I'm not asking you to. I don't want you to go declare their innocence or anything like that. I just want you to shake Granny McKay's hand. I want you to shake the mother. I want you to shake the wife's hand. I just want you to let them know so that the men know, well, Maxine Bernier supports the system enough that they should have a fair trial. That's where I would like him to be standing on this. Um, Maybe get into his ear. we got some time. I'll be heading down to Lethbridge uh, tomorrow. So I'll be down there for the week. I'll be at the courthouse the entire time. Um, We'll be streaming. uh, I'll likely be streaming live for Viva Fry, So I'll be his guy on the ground there. Uh, True North. True North as well. So Harrison at True North is very interested in the story now. I spoke to him today at length. Uh, So I might be doing some True North uh, correspondence for them as well. Uh, I want to talk to you about Rebel though. want to talk to you about rebel Mm -hmm. something's wrong there something's very wrong there um rebel i've reached out multiple times to multiple people that i know they're not returning any of our communications Mm -hmm. they now in the last couple days have been reporting on the CUDs for they're using the newsweek article that we participated in Uh, so granny donald and myself sat down with Gord mcgill who wrote the newsweek article rebel is referencing the newsweek article but not mentioning grandma, granny, not mentioning Donald or myself. They're just pulling out some of the nuggets that we researched and, and provided and then creating their own stories about it. I want to highlight something to some people. Rebel have been saying for quite some time as a media ban. This is why we're not talking. Rebel has been very open about that. We have an email from Ezra saying that. However, nothing's changed in the court, Laura Lynn, in the last week, but yet Rebel is now reporting on it all of a sudden. They're reporting on it because we're breaking this open We're we're getting Newsweek, we're getting others to talk about it now. So they're now jumping on the bandwagon, which is good. Don't get me wrong. I want Rebel to report on this. But why are they not crediting the people who are involved in it? And they have not contacted us or the family uh, to connect at all. True North is. True North is talking to us. They want to talk to the men. Viva Fry, I got the phone number from Viva Fry so he can talk to the men. These people want to communicate and deal with this but not rebel. It's kind of frustrating me because they put out another article right today and it's still not referencing granny or Donald's work or my work. Mm. And they're not contacting the family. We know this because we are the contact for the family. Yeah. Um, so this is funky. This is really funky.
1: What do you think mm. it is?
0: Truckerlawyer.ca. Not a dime of that went to the men. Mm. That's what I think it is. Now, since I started saying this online, they've now changed the website, truckerlawyer.ca. They've kind of basically kind of hit it. And it's mm-hmm. now just a regular donation page. However, they've been collecting up till a week ago, but not a dime went to the men And also, uh, because I found this out through Bridget Belton during my interview with her, there's a lot of unrepresented truckers from Ottawa that have no legal representation still. Yeah. So truckerlawyer.ca, I think, needs to be explained.
1: Mm -hmm. it sure does i'm sad everyone gets compromised everyone has their agenda how they make their money who's paying them now Um,
0: i want to tell you a rumor that we're working on yeah somebody called one of the lawyers offices and either pretended to be or is ezra and saying the democracy fund and them are going to cover the fees Family is all in kerfuffle right now because we don't know if this is true or not. Ezra hasn't confirmed. I've asked him online and privately, haven't confirmed or denied, by the way. Mm -hmm. But we've gone as far as the lady who took the phone call, listening to Ezra's videos, and she says, yeah, that's the voice. Uh, The phone number checks out. Uh, But we can't get confirmation and no checks have been written. Mm -hmm. But just a few days ago, um, one of the lawyers received the phone call from someone claiming to be Ezra. We can't corroborate it, though. He won't answer that question. So we're thinking he's uh, feeling the pressure. Maybe he—we're talking enough about the the media ban, which doesn't exist, and maybe we're talking enough about trucker lawyer that he's maybe maneuvering some pawns to get himself as clean as he can. You've done your
1: job. Yeah.
0: I'm waiting for some confirmation or denial. Like. (laughs)
1: I, I love it. Good. Put them all on the spot. And may everybody be honorable and have integrity. May we all not be bought and paid for the truth. May we stand by what is right, you know, to our final last breath. And um, and stand for righteousness in this nation. Um, my phone went from 20% to 10% to now it just went like a dark. We're at the end here. The yeah. I know.
0: You did the full time. Oh, she just left. (laughs) She just told us that her phone was dying. So we know what happened there. That wasn't C-Sys. All right, guys. I'm pretty sure she just watched her battery die and she feels awful.